This podcast is brought to you by Enrollment Resources, Innovations in Enrollment Management. Learn more at enrollmentresources.com. Just a little tiny little bit about us before we get going on this uh, webinar. Uh, My name is Shane Sparks. I'm one of the co-founders here at Enrollment Resources. I'm joined by my business partner, Greg Meekeljohn. Hi, folks. One of the main things that we do, just this is sort of our credibility and, and where we're coming from on, the, on this webinar today, is much of the work we do is around Internet marketing, and a big part of that is uh, around testing different things to find out what works better to generate inquiries. So the things you should know about our business is that we work with an exclusive group of non-competing schools um, we were the first CDU marketing company to be Google AdWords certified. So all the you know the people that do that kind of work are certified certified by Google and very knowledgeable about it. Uh, we've never been in the aggregation business, so we're not uh, an ad agency in that sense. Uh, Shane, in fact, we have never aggregated or resold a lead in the entire history of our company. Yeah, in ten years. Mm-hmm. So the focus of the campaigns that we run is really for clients to self-generate their own leads. That's the context we have. And it's primarily done through um, AdWords, through um, you know building traffic, through things like SEO, uh, search engine optimization, and through improving conversion on the websites. And for the sake of this talk, conversion means simply getting more of the visitors that come to your website to become a lead. So hopefully that makes sense to everybody. One great. So Shane, what you're saying is really, you know, everybody talks about getting more traffic, getting more leads, more, 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 more. And really, what you're talking about is folks doing more with what they've got. What's the benefit of that? Well, we're going to demonstrate the benefits of it, but you know, all of us, I think, on this call know that. The leads you generate, say, through your own website, always convert higher than the ones you purchase from others and even convert higher than the ones you generate through um, paid advertising, such as AdWords. So we're a big advocate of maximizing resources so you're getting the best return before you have to spend money on outsiders. Okay. Interesting. Hey, but Greg, in, in honor of Valentine's Day here, I thought... You, you could walk us through, uh, we're going to do a little poll here in a second and see um, what the folks on the call think of this. But tell us about this Valentine's Day strategy. Well, for the gentlemen who are on the call, um, this is a Valentine's Day strategy for you. Um, and uh, what we do, we're really uh, research geeks, and I guess, Shane, there's the the traditional thing is you buy your sweetie. Uh, one option would be uh, to buy them uh, a dozen roses, and and so what this one organization uh, did was they wanted to test if a dozen roses would give a, a guy the maximum effect in terms of loving feelings from his bed heart. So, so in this, so folks, we're going to launch a little poll here. You should have had it just pop up on your window now. And this is going to demonstrate this notion of testing, and we're going to invite you to participate in the session today. 
by vote, what's the better strategy? Elegant red rose or a dozen red roses? Beautiful elegant red roses to boot. Yes, not the ugly clip art ones I have here on this uh, presentation. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. We're going to give it another uh, uh, five or ten seconds here for folks to vote. The votes are still coming in. We're tabulating. Mm -hmm. uh, almost everyone's placed to vote. Okay, I'm going to close the poll here. So here's the, Greg, here's the results of our informal poll by the kind folks on this call. 58% of people felt that a single rose was the better Valentine's Day strategy versus 42% felt that, you know, you got to pony up for the dozen roses. So let's see the result. Okay. Here we go. In a study... Women responded the same. Greg, and maybe you could share this one, actually, because this, this is research you'd uncovered. So basically, folks, uh, you, you know, the, the logic is um, the, the more the better. A dozen red roses, you see this in movies. Um, but in fact, what they found was that the, the loving feelings um, that were generated were um, the same if you gave your sweetie uh, one red rose as the same as 12. Now, for cheap people like me, coming from a Scottish heritage, I was very pleased to catch on to this research. And, and you know, Shane, so what, if you were to go and take this rose analogy and, and create a, a management, a, a rose management strategy around this, it would make sense rather than buying a dozen roses all at once, you'd take one rose and you'd give one to your sweetheart once a month for a year and you get 12 times the benefit for the same price. Yeah, there you go. So you could take that rose budget and turn it into a drip marketing strategy and, and maintain the love over the course of the whole year. There we go, maintaining the love. You are one cheap person. <laughs> guys on this, uh, guys on this, uh, this call would go, thank you, Greg. Thank you, Greg, for thinking this through like a guy. Okay. Well, so that aside, just to set up this talk a little bit, the, we're going to share with you three different tests, and we're going to have everybody vote on this. The background is that um, all these tests were essentially A-B tests, or there was one that was testing multiple, or a couple that were testing multiple elements. Basically, it just means half the time, or, or traffic was divvied up in an equal measure between one version and the other. And then what we tracked was what percentage of the time do the visitors convert to elite? And these are all from actual client campaigns. Uh, we've blocked out any reference to the clients. We're not identifying any specific schools here. But these are all actual tests that were conducted on behalf of clients. And in terms of Persuasion 101, this is just really around the, the kind of elements that we typically would test to see what can generate more leads out of that same visitor pool. And it really boils down to what we'd call the three C's of persuasion. Copy, meaning the, the, the writing, the headlines and body copy and language you use to describe it. The call to action, meaning what are we asking them to do. And then uh, something you could characterize as credibility, so things like testimonials or um, accreditation logos or uh, endorsements from others. Those are 
uh, you know, things that make you seem or prove that you're a credible uh, school. Greg, does that all make sense? Yeah, it does, Shane. The, the interesting thing about um, testing and and the whole art of persuasion is that um, it doesn't have to be contrived. And, it, you know, like, for instance, one old adage in copywriting is you write your copy as if you're talking to somebody at Starbucks. And and then so when you start thinking that through, it really starts to break all those grammatical rules and all those things that English majors learn in university. And it, In other words, the art of persuasion is very different from what's taught in the Howard Halls of higher education. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would. That's a, that's a good insight. So let's let's get into the first test here. This is a landing page for a, a, a Google AdWords campaign. So, and what we wanted to find out was that is it better to have two calls to action? So they've been circled in red here. So in, in version A, we've got the form they'd fill out up here, and then you know it's quite a long bit of copy. So someone reads through it, and then oh, they get to the end and they feel like, yeah, this is a good idea, so put a second form at the bottom of the page versus just having one form. This was, uh, yeah, page search says the headline, the body copy, everything about these two pages was identical except for one page had two forms, the other page had one form. I'm going to launch a poll here, and let's see uh, if the folks can get it. Okay. So we'll give it another uh, 20 seconds or so for the people to fill it out. I wonder what the, res the response is going to be. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, you know, I, would, I don't want to go and skew the voting. I think I'll just hold my tongue until we have the results in. Yeah, we're going to see how smart our group is here. Mm -hmm. Okay, we've had 90% uh, vote. I'm going to close the poll. Here's What's the results. You? What are the results? 43% of folks think uh, multiple forms is better, which is kind of what I thought when we initiated this test. I thought, well, it makes sense. You know, you, you know, we're taught in sales that, hey, you ask for the, always be closing, right? Always be asking for that sale. So to me, logically, it made perfect sense that two forms would be better than one, particularly with a, a landing page that has quite a lot of copy on it. 57% mm -hmm. of folks said no single form, uh, meaning you, know, you ask too much and it's annoying maybe. So let's see the results. Let's see the results. The results are the single form increased conversion by 58.9%, almost 59%. The the control, in this case, the two-form page, that was converting 3.26% of clicks into a lead, and the, with only one form, it was 5.18%. A huge increase, right? You know, Shane, I think this is because of the, um, it's the dozen roses, uh, single roses uh, analogy, you know? Too much of a good thing creates overkill. Yeah, absolutely. I think it could be that, and it could, what we took it to mean. So when we do these tests internally, 
once we get a result, then the real the, the next question that that's always begged is, okay, why? Why is this true? We've proven this to be true. Why is it true? And the conclusion we came to internally was that this speaks to credibility. When you're perceived as too pitchy, like you're too aggressive, but hey, fill out the form, fill out the form, fill out the form. When you're too aggressive and that ABC always be closing, it hurts your credibility. And education um, has a huge element of credibility in, in it, and therefore it hurts the results you get. So instead of ABC, it should be ABS, always be sharing. So what you want to be doing, folks, is, is sharing uh, kernels of knowledge, insights that will allow people to go and, uh, and develop a more informed view of the potential career they're pursuing. And whereas always be closing, you, one is making the assumption that by just simply looking at the website that they they know everything, and people usually don't. They need a real live human to assist them, and so always be sharing is is a good little alternative. So, to always be closing, eh, Shane? Absolutely, great insight. No, great. Now, Shane, there's one other thing I'd like to share with the folks, if you don't mind. Yeah. You know. The real, just the reality of this whole thing is, is you know, you and I, we've made people tens of millions of dollars, but really, we don't know this, this, these, these, these tests. So people come and they say, Greg or Shane, what's the big idea? How can I change things? And and you know, when we're in the right frame of mind, we go, we don't know. And and that's really disconcerting for people because we're so-called experts. But what we do know is we do know how to dedicate ourselves to a culture of testing. And I think that's a really important point for people to discern. Wouldn't you say, Shane? Well, I would, Greg. And and the you know the the mantra we have here is pursuit of the truth. And what that really means is. How do we find out what's true? We can speculate, we can have an informed opinion about what we think will be true, but until you actually test it out and prove it out, you don't really know. And that's what I find fascinating about this business. What, the other thing I find fascinating is just how, how these little kind of improvement, improvements translate into money. You know, how does this improve the fortunes of the business? And so well, sure, let's, let's go and look at this and see what happens. Yeah, can you hazard a guess how much does this 50 almost 59% improvement in conversion rate this this you know from 3.26 to 5.18% how much money does that create for this business? Well, I wouldn't focus on the 58%. I would focus on on the uh, just uh, just under 2%. It's a so what you're saying is it's a 2% lift in um conversion on a landing page. I would say, you know, most people would say, man, it's only 2%, so it would represent a, a 2% increase in revenue. Mm -hmm. Can I share? Please, please share. After you. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's not 2%. It's much more. Well, and this assumes, so here's the assumption in this. This assumes that this campaign is generating about 100 leads per month. That's what the control produced that 7% are going to convert to an enrollment and that there's $12,000 $12, average tuition. So, so it's like a certificate program. 
like a yeah, cosmetology school program, or something. Gonna, yeah. So if it's 50 leads, cut it in half. It's 200 leads, double it. Uh, $593,712. That's what the result, the financial result of this uh, little test has created. Huge amount. So Shane, stop. Stop for a second. So what you're saying here is by going and moving from two forms to one form, we increased the revenue of our client by about $47,000 a month. Correct. Wow. So everyone can do this. Yeah, everyone can do this. If you're not testing, this is the power of testing. This is why it's so important to do. Because for the same amount of money that they're spending to generate those 100 leads at 3.26%, when you spend that same amount of money and now you get 5.18%, you get more leads. The more leads translates into more enrollments, into more revenue, and this is the result. Good. Let's look at another another one. Yeah. So test number two, which headline pulls better? So what we did is we tested four headlines for a now, this was for a massage therapy professional development program. So it's targeting existing massage therapies that want to upgrade into a specialization. And so in example A, it's, it's, it's the name of the school is blocked out, but it's, it basically is the name of the school right for you. Uh, copy two, get certified quickly. So it's talking about the, the speed in which you can get the result. Um, become lymphedema certified in 11 days, so that's more around the specifics. And then the fourth example, the fourth option was quick and convenient lymphedema courses. So I'm just going to launch a poll here, and let's see what the nice folks on the call have to say. So folks, if you could vote on which headline do you think generated the most results, which performed best in generating leads? Now, Shane, I'm going to do the theme to Jeopardy while these folks are voting. Are you uncomfortable with silence, Craig? A little bit. We'll give it another uh, five, five seconds or so. Almost everyone's voted. Remember back in the day that you go dating and you're off for dinner with someone you don't quite mesh with and those horrible gaps of silence? Oh, my Lord. Okay, here we go. Close the poll. The results are in. 11% said, is school name right for you? 29% get certified quickly. 50% chose the become lymphedema certified in 11 days. 11% quick and convenient. So here's the results. It was C, become lymphedema certified in 11 days. Improved conversion by bit over 40%. That makes sense to me. And, and I'll, um, given my understanding of, uh, of uh, direct response, this is what I think is, is you always do better in your conversion uh, in any communication, any kind of advertising, if you can be specific. Right, Shane? Yes. And so specifics, yeah. you can build specifics into your headlines, into your subheads, you will. Um, it, it creates credibility as long as you can prove in, in a body copy the the claim. Yes, that, that's right. It's a copywriting principle called meaningful specifics, and so 
we say things all the time, like the implications are we say things all the time that are either unsubstantiated or vague, right? You'll be successful. We have a high graduation rate, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's, it's, and if you know, everyone on the call, I'd, I'd encourage you to go review your website today and look for instances where you make a claim that is not either defended by fact or specific. Because what happens is being lymphedema certified quickly has different meanings to different people. Quickly for me could mean tomorrow. Greg, quickly for you could mean in six months. Actually, Shane, that's, that's pretty reflective of our partnership, I'd say. <laughs> so what are, the financial implications, <laughs> what are the financial implications of this... Uh, this uh, insight. Sure, sure. This forty percent improvement. Yeah. Wow. Four hundred eleven thousand two hundred sixty-four dollars. Off of just a headline, adding in. Wow, that's amazing. So everybody can do this on their own websites. Well, yeah. So this is the lesson in this this webinar. Testing is fascinating, and little things have big impacts. That's, you know, that's our core message for years now. Testing little things ultimately will help you win. And I think one of the maybe important things to mention is that lots of tests fail. Like we're having to share you tests that have succeeded. And so, but we've had lots of things that we've tested against the control, and the control just means the current version. Well, Shane, an example would be on that previous example, three out of those four failed. Yeah, and actually, the next one, the the I'm gonna, you know, might speak to this as well, but um, this testing is key. So if you are not currently doing testing, you you need to, and you either need to insist that whatever marketing company you work with insists that they start doing it and include you in it, or um, if if you don't have an outside company, start to create this internally and and there's there's um you know lots of fairly inexpensive software you can use to manage well, Shane, the third option is to hire us uh we we well, test innovation each and every day and that's what we specialize in i was just trying to be classy and not to say i uh you know i think in life it's important to ask for what you want if gandhi did not ask for what he wanted India would still be in the hands of the British. Okay, let's do another one. Great. Test number three. So this test, was we wanted to measure how does the privacy statement affect conversion, if at all. And so there were four um, examples we used in this test. One, the control was a, you know, a kind of a standard privacy statement. Second one was a link only only a link to the privacy statement, and then it would show up in a different page. Uh, example C was a shortened privacy statement, just a sim more simple one. And in the fourth one, we had no privacy statement. So let me just launch our little poll here. Let's see what the... Um... Oh, shoot. Uh... You know, I adjusted this poll. I, I got to apologize, folks. The uh, poll isn't uh, set up properly. Bummer. Well, you know, Shane, we can go and just and well, help these folks. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I added this one at the last minute, and I thought I updated it yesterday, and I guess it didn't work. So, okay, Greg, what do you think? Because you haven't seen this test yet. Oh, you know, this one is a tough one because I would say it's between A and and C. Um, I would assume that the privacy statement link uh, is something people would be, not want to click onto. I'm thinking, uh, how I think anyway, is all of the legalese on the control A would be sort of make my eyes gloss over and I want to put bicycle spokes in my ears. To, 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 um, I'd say C for me. But who say knows? C. Yeah, I don't know. Let's find out. Okay. The, actual, the answer is actually A and B. Uh, really? A1, or sorry, B1 by a hair, but it's within the margin of error. It's like a, a 1%... It's it's point one percent difference. There's a margin of error there, so the chance of it it's slightly more likely to be successful. What we found, and and I, I brought this one up because I thought it was an instructive example around the the um, kind of nuances of testing. One, the, essentially the control one. So we we the the test was a failure in that the short statement and having no privacy policy did not beat the current version. So, but what that it did is it eliminated them as good ideas. And no privacy had a pretty significant drop. Like that was a, a 20, almost 22%. So if you do not have a privacy statement of any kind, you should put one on because it's hurting you. Well, let's look at that for a sec. It's really, what, it's hurting you to the, to the tune of 20%. And so for every, if you're getting, if you're a school that's getting 300 leads a month, uh, then that would be like you're flushing 60 leads a month, converting its stat at 7%. That's like um, four enrollments a month that you're flushing by not having a privacy statement. Yeah. That's crazy. You know what's interesting to me about this? Mm-hmm. What's interesting to me is that how something like a, a privacy statement, which is seen as a compliance admissions type of thing, is actually uh, really a, a hardcore direct response marketing item. Well, it is. It's a. It's a. You know, in the beginning, we talked about the three C's of of conversion and credibility. A privacy statement gives somebody credibility. Gives you because if you think about that point in the journey, because this is just the bottom part of a form is sitting on a page, right? Somebody's read mm -hmm. something, they go, yeah, I want to do it. They're starting to fill out the form, and they get to this choice to click a button. And when they land on that choice, there's a, a moment of pause where they think, well, gosh, do I really want to do this or not? Am I prepared for the, you know, the consequence of doing this? This little privacy statement just lends credibility, which makes it seem safer, it's soothing. Well, yeah, it's it's just a little. It's the little tip somebody needs. So, the other thing I wanted to mention on this one is we've tested privacy statements uh, at least three different times, possibly more. And what we found in in all these tests is, is always vacillated between either the control or the link. You know, like those two. Sometimes one wins. Sometimes the other one wins. 
I chalk it up partly to margin of error and partly to the you know type of school, the type of market they're pursuing, possibly geographic differences. And so the reason, and, and as a business, we test big things within our pool of clients that we'll, we believe will have implications for all the clients. And the, these big things get tested and, and sort of proven out in a broad way, and then they get implemented and retested uh, in some cases with clients regionally. We also run individual tests that would be clients more client-specific, like copy tests, things like that, for this, for this exact reason that um, some things always are true, some th- sometimes things are sometimes true, Sometimes things are never true, and that you know that sounds knowledge. very prof- profound, Shane. That's like a, a a life statement you just made. I know. There's deep stuff coming out of this office today. My so goodness! Let's just quickly look at the financial implication. Again, I was just assuming, or we're just assuming, a hundred leads a month. And instead of growth, we just we looked at it from if you didn't have a privacy statement versus having one, either the link or the control, what would the financial cost to you be? And it would, you know, $292,320. Lots of money. For something that essentially takes 15 minutes to do for a web person. Right? Well, this is great information we shared with the folks. Uh, you know, I'm I'm respectful of the uh, the time here, so what we should do here is just let's wrap up, and then there is some stuff. I know we're not going to give anything away today, but there is some information that we wanted to share still on this workshop that we could just do with folks privately, uh, and I'll give some detail on that in a moment. So why don't you just take us through the um, – go back up, Shane, um, one slide. Just um, take us through that, and then and then just hold that slide. Okay. So, folks, overall, as we said, testing is the only way to know whether an idea is good, bad, or indifferent. And so if you have someone in your world, in-house or a vendor or anybody that uh, tells you otherwise and that is wanting you to buy into some kind of gurudom, don't don't believe it. Ultimately, you need to test your way through to the truth. As we've demonstrated, small changes can have a large financial implications. And so it's worth keeping your eye on these little things. Um, you know, another important point is testing on websites and page search it gives you valuable insight to apply to your other advertising. Like there's been a, 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 a reemergence of traditional advertising in the last couple of years. TV, print, radio has as people have gotten more and more frustrated with purchasing leads, we're putting more resources back into the basics. The Internet marketing stuff gives you insight that you can apply to the more traditional media that typically has been much, more, much harder to measure and more expensive. And so you're, there's more money at risk there. I would argue, Shane, it would also give insight to um, admissions uh, and nurture marketing and other aspects, product positioning, um, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Tons Turns of opportunities. This until yeah. Now you know. Usually we give a website review away or what have you, and and um, ah, I don't know. I, 
there was some additional information, folks, we wanted to have on this call, but we wanted to be respectful of time. And what what we wanted to share with you in this call was we wanted to give you a, a primer on how to organize communication. It's a a five step program, uh, five step process on how to write direct response uh, advertising copy. But you know, as we we got into it, we realized this is a whole other thing unto itself. It's about a twenty minute explanation. Uh, if you want to call us and organize a time, Shane or I will take you and your team through that individually. Um, it's just. We have run out of time on this call, and it's about a half an hour. We don't want to, you know, mess up people's schedules. So I'm going to give you a phone number that you can text, um, and then we'll arrange uh, from that uh, text message, we'll arrange a time to get together. The text message is, uh, the text number is 250-588-6931. That's 250 250- Five eight eight six nine three one. Now, all you have to do is put in your name and uh, and that you'd like to have this uh, five step formula for direct response copywriting explained to you, and then we'll just do this for you privately because we've run out of time. Great. So, Shane, um, thanks for taking us through this. Yeah, no, folks, thanks so much for coming on. A couple questions. Uh, oh, no, nothing important. One, um, no. I'll, I'll respond to them right now, privately. And, and I guess, folks, if you want to ask a question of Shane or I on the phone right now, you can access some free consulting. Um, the number, uh, all you have to do is press star six on your phone, and and we're here for a few more minutes. We can you know, answer any questions that you might have on the phone. So I guess that's kind of our official part of this uh, pr- presentation. Hey, Shane. Yeah. Great job on organizing this. This is really cool. Yeah. Why, why don't we unmute the line and see if there's any questions? Or if you want to fill out the little webinar question thing, you're welcome to do that too. Okay. Just a second. Hi, Shane. Hi. Hi, it's Peter Mackay. So it's uh, Peter Mackay from Algonquin. So just on that first test, which was the winner? Was it item number? Was it number C? Become uh, uh, certified the, the in other days, or which sorry, one was which it? Which test was that? Not the multiple forms. Not the, the multiple headline? forms. That, that yeah, which headline was better? Which was the best C. headline? Sorry. C. C. Item. Oh, okay, number C. That's what I thought it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. By about 40%, right? So, and it was... uh, Right, 41%. Yeah. Okay, perfect. That's that's great. Thanks. Okay. Hey, sorry, just a second. Hey, Greg, you're muted. Hey, folks, any other questions? Hi, Peter. Um, One last thing there on that... The lesson there for uh, emails is that you can, if you use that specification in your subject line, the subject line is the headline, and if you can use more specific information in your subject line, it can actually increase your open rate. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I um, I'll check and see whether Eric's team is doing that for us or not. <laughs> okay. And one of the questions was a logistical one around: Is seven percent enrollment rate a good standard across different groups? So, c conversion rates highly dependent on lead source. Seven percent would be a healthy conversion rate for website-generated leads. Probably be lower on paid search, and certainly much, much lower on purchase leads. Uh, there was a recent study that came out of a, an ad agency in the states that said in 2012 the conversion rate on portal leads was nine tenths of one percent as an average. Holy. Yeah, we didn't get, we didn't get into that much, but that's the other maybe argument for this. Let me just do some quick math. Uh, let's just say it's one percent. So you, the portal leads are traditionally really cheap. They're thirty bucks a lead, but if your admissions people are converting that at one percent, then the effective cost of a sale is three thousand dollars. Ouch. Whereas if you could put a direct response ad in a classified section of a newspaper and the lead cost is 100 bucks, and you've got a 15% conversion rate, then your, your um, cost per sale is around 700 odd dollars. So what's cheaper, the $30 internet portal lead or the $100 um, print ad lead? Yeah, ouchie. Interesting. So, folks, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna send the uh, Greg had uh, offered to you to to call our office or text to get the uh, five step formula. I'm just gonna send that to you as a private as a message here four nine four or text five uh, eight. So I'm just sending that to all. So in the uh, chat section of your window, if you check there, there's the numbers to. Uh, Oh, no, that's in the answers section. Uh, Do you, anybody want to um, ask a question of us while we're still on the line? I think we're good, nope. Shane. Great. Well, folks, thanks so much for attending, and hopefully this helped you. Take care. All the best, folks. Bye-bye. Oh,